You're listening to the Things You Don't Hear in Church podcast, a show where your hosts, Darian and Ethan, discuss the controversial topics often avoided by the church. They also discuss culture, society, and everyday goofs. And now, Darian and Ethan. What's up, everybody? We are back. We are the Things You Don't Hear in Church podcast, as you heard in the intro. My name is Ethan. And my name is Derry. And we have a hot show for you today. Hot one. Talking about love. Yeah. So, you know that smooth jazz like a radio station <laughs> you find at four in the morning? I heard it in my head before you said that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we're talking... 98.5. About... Love. Love. So, uh, turn down your lights. Put up the candles, get the jazz music going. We got a hot show talking about love today. <laughs> uh, we're talking about unconditional love. Can yep. Christians love unconditionally mm-hmm. and all things about that? What does that mean? What is unconditional love? Yeah. If we can do it, how? If we can't. If God does it, the does definition God, of it. Right. Yeah. So all we're excited. Things. So, shoot, let's get right into it, man. Yeah. So love's like a super, I mean, crucial part of the Christian faith. I'd say there's probably some of the most sermons on love. Right? Just because there's so much about it in the Bible, it's kind of the crux of Christianity in general, right? Is yeah. love. But like we speak in generalities most of the time when we talk about mm-hmm. love. And some people talk about tough love and hard love. Some people talk about it in many different ways. Some people go to the Corinthians verse and talk about love, right? There's a lot of different ways we talk about love and love is described in the Bible, right? And I think a thing that's quoted a lot, even outside of uh, Christianity, is this idea of unconditional love, like not having a condition on your love for someone or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it's a really interesting idea and one that I never really understood why people use that phrase a lot. Um, Just because it's never defined, right? People would just put like unconditional on it and it like kind of just levels up the the kind of love, (laughs) you know? It's not necessarily that they're putting like an exact definition on it and more that they just want the love to mean more, if that makes sense. Yeah, and that might be just a fault of our English language where... Like yeah. where the Bible, the New Testament, right, at least is written in Greek and they have four different words for love there. Mm-hmm. In America, we just, or in English, we have just love. Right. Right. I can love chips. I can love fries. I can love my siblings. I can mm-hmm. love you as my best friend. I can, but that's not, they're all different variations. Right. right? And so maybe the, the, the sense of saying unconditional love is trying to bring a stronger form of mm-hmm. what we're experiencing, a, a different explanation of our emotions. Yep. Right. And so that's super interesting. Yeah, um, Absolutely. And then, like, the question with, like, before we even, I would think, like, before we even get into, like, what, or can we love unconditionally, or what is that, we'd have to start off with thinking, like, what is love in general? Yeah. You know? Absolutely. And we can go to a lot of different verses that talk about love in the Bible, um, from a lot of the ones that God talks about to, you know, the classic Corinthians verse that everybody quotes. So I'll just read a couple off here um, that are classic from the Lord. Um, first one, Romans 5, 8, but God showed how much he loved us by having Christ die for us, even though we were sinful. Mm-hmm. First John 4, 8, but anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. First John four sixteen, we know how much God loved us, and we have put our trust in his love. God is love, and all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them, right? right over on. and over, God yeah. is love, God is the definition of love. If you know God, you know love. If you love, you know God, right? Back yeah. and forth all and over. And it's like, that's super interesting. I really always like thinking about God and like what it means, like if who God is, right? Mm-hmm. And so like you think about, we say, we tell people, hey, God loves you. Mm-hmm. And that's good, but what does that mean? And love is not this thing that God experiences like we mm-hmm. do. God is the explanation of that love. Right. He, part of his being, he radiates that love for humanity. Mm-hmm. And it's not something that he stops doing 
and it's not something that he can reject right. doing because he is love. You know, right. just like I can't reject the fact that I am a white male. Mm-hmm. God can't reject the fact that he is loving and he is. Right. And so the idea of unconditional being mm-hmm. like without end, without, um, yeah, without conditions. Without a condition. Without right. conditions. Like he's not like, I'll love you if. Right. You know, by nature of who God is being infinite and then mm-hmm. being loving, he's infinitely loving, which means right. he's unconditionally loving. And then what are the implications? That's what we're going to get into as we talk mm-hmm. more. Like, what are the implications as people and then as Christians in regards to God's unconditional love? Yeah. Going back to, to God's unconditional love and him being the standard of love, it's not that he points to something and says, this is what love is, or applies himself to a standard of love, or even himself creates the standard of love, right? Just like you said, he is love. So mm-hmm. you can even take away the word love and you just replace it with God, and that God is, right? Mm-hmm. And you could not have the word for love and still act the same way saying God is, because by... By being in God and being his son, having his nature, you are therefore, even if you didn't have the word love, um, you are God's. And that, that force, his nature, is working through you. When you say you are God's, do you mean like possessive, like you are God's, like he owns yeah. you? Okay. Yeah, yeah, that could God be, owns you. One time I was in a prayer and someone said, we were, talk, we were praying for our youth and someone mm-hmm. said, these kids are God's. And in the moment I thought, no, they're not. That's <laughs> heretical. And then yeah. I realized, like, oh, oh he means, like, possessive. God does. owns them. He yeah, lo- yeah. I was like, oh, that makes way more sense. So I just wanted to <laughs> yeah, sorry, make sorry, sorry. sure we, we hit on that. We're not saying that we become God at all. Yeah. But, yeah, like, by existing, mm-hmm. you experience God's love, mm-hmm. you know, and the, the theological term is, like, common grace or whatever. Yeah. But by the mere fact that you are here on this earth and you exist and you it means that God loves you and if God the creator of the universe loves you that implies that you have a purpose and a meaning mm-hmm. right and so that's I think it's super foundational to discuss when we're thinking about love and unconditional love and God's love the implications for us is like okay if God is love and he loves us because it's just who he is and he's thinking about us mm-hmm. Then that's gotta mean something for our life. That's gotta have impact in how we conduct ourselves. Yeah. Right. And so I, I love this conversation uh, and all that. And really just define like what is love. Yeah. So you I can know. read the First Corinthians thirteen verse if you want me to. Yeah. And then I was just gonna share some thoughts like. Um, okay. Like it's not like love is not this emotional feeling yeah. as much as it is like the decision, right? And I think because mm. like a lot of people can say we can say God is love, mm. but then if we then just say stuff like um. So sorry, someone outside. I'm like, they're fixing their power stealing, steering. I just see them like <laughs> moving the wheel, going the wheel back and forth. So that was really funny. I was distracted. Um, so love is not necessarily this emotional feeling that's like, oh, I feel this way, and now I can now I can follow God because mm-hmm. I feel this thing. It's mm-hmm. love is this intentional decision to to order your life around serving this thing right. or idea, right? right. And so. And it can cause those emotions. It can cause but it is emotions. Not necessarily yeah. those emotions. Yeah, and I think about because a lot of people will say, "How is God loving if He's causing genocide to happen in the Bible per se, or He's mm-hmm. causing, wiping out nations in the Bible? How is that loving of God?" And those people say oh, that problem of evil conversation, right? Like if God mm-hmm. is so loving, how can bad things happen? In in one sense, God is going to execute justice, and that is mm-hmm. that is an act of love, right? And right, so that's why if everything about God is loving, and even His justice is loving, because love is not something that is there to make people feel good. 
it does that thing. Mm -hmm. It accomplishes making people feel good. But love is actually upholding what's right and what's holy and the standard of that and moving towards that. Mm -hmm. And so God's love is not this emotionalism that we can just, that's always going to be there and make us feel good, Mm -hmm. although it can. Um, God's love is going to be something that's going to make us look like him because he has our best interest in mind. Right. right? And that doesn't always feel good. You know, sometimes when you're you're doing something that's bad, God is going to confront you about it and convict Mm -hmm. you. And that in itself is an act of love, although it doesn't feel necessarily good in the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know? absolutely. So um, 1 Corinthians 13 says, Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It, is, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always preserves. Love never fails. So, like, that in itself, as you were talking about, is not very, like, emotional, right? It's talking mm-hmm. about all these things that love never stops doing. Yeah. And that's, like, a great place to kind of start talking about what, like, this episode is kind of about in can human beings love unconditionally, right? Right. Because we always have this kind of goal in church of, like, Christ loves unconditionally. Like, we we want to love unconditionally like Christ loves, mm-hmm. right? And... Um, I just think it's very interesting. In my opinion, I don't think human beings are capable of loving unconditionally. Um, I think God is, and I think you can prove that by saying he is the very standard of love. So if if the definition of love, like the the highest love, is loving without a condition, then God is that standard of love by Mm -hmm. him being what love is. Yeah. Right? So if both of those things exist, then God has to be that because he's the standard Mm -hmm. of love. Right? Definitely. Yeah, and I think I agree, like, I don't think humans can love unconditionally. And we, people might say that. They might mm-hmm. try to say that. Like, I've never been a parent, but maybe parents might say, I love my kid unconditionally. Never mm-hmm. stop loving them. Or then people get into it, like, when they're feeling super infatuated with emotions, they're like, I just love this person so much. And that's mm-hmm. more of the emotional thing, right? Um, but the idea is, like, okay, but at one point, at some point, you're going to act in a way contrary to what love is. Right. You know, you can say... You love unconditionally your mm. kid or your spouse or whatever or your friends, but there's going to be times where you're impatient with them. Right. And Are therefore, you always you patient? Just, yeah. Right. yeah. As, so, as soon as you stop being patient with someone, you've fallen from loving them as far as unconditionally goes. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and yeah, it does not brag or is not arrogant. I, yeah. Well, screwed that one up at least a yeah. couple times in my life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so... It's not so much this thing that we will ever do perfectly, mm-hmm. but it is this thing that we have a vision of that we want to keep pursuing. Right. Right. And I think that's a normal thing that should be in the Christian's life where when we see the standard of righteousness that God is setting before us, mm-hmm. we know intellectually we'll never get there fully until we're in heaven. Yeah. Right. Or whatever the, after the yeah, afterlife and having the new earth, new mm-hmm. heavens, whenever we get there, that's when we'll finally be fulfilling the standard of righteousness perfectly. Mm-hmm. But until then, it's this thing where we will always strive for it, but we'll never get there. Mm-hmm. But we're not ashamed. We're, we're, not, we're not like condemning ourselves that we're never going to get there. Right. But right. we're also not being lackadaisical mm-hmm. in, in acting that way. Yeah. Right? It's always, always moving in that direction, knowing we're never going to get there, relying mm-hmm. on God's grace to get us, to help us. Yeah. In my opinion, I don't think we'll ever achieve unconditional love. Um, when I think about something being without condition it doesn't even mean a negative condition to me like if you think about god being the standard of love and god always existing and um so 
God is love. Love is also God. And love and God being the same have always existed, right? Yeah. So there isn't the condition of time on that thing. So God can technically have the title of unconditional love because there's no condition on his love. But human beings, by being bound by time and space... Um, those are two things that are conditions and limiting factors hmm. on love. So even if love had a starting point or an ending point, those are both conditions on what a love could be, making them um, a conditional love, not an unconditional love. So I don't necessarily think that we could achieve like an unconditional love when we reach heaven because it technically had a starting point, like giving it a condition um, and maybe my definition isn't correct, but that's just like space and time have always been or are our conditions to me. Yeah. So unless um, we're not using that definition of unconditional love, and I guess it doesn't really matter because it'll be what it is in heaven. A title doesn't like make any difference in right. the English language, right? Mm-hmm. Whether unconditional love can be achieved by humans or not, it doesn't matter because it'll be what it is in heaven, right? Yeah, that's super interesting. I never really thought about like space and time being limiting factors on love mm-hmm. you know more because it's like a yeah that's i just never thought about it like that. i don't know what the implications would be on from space and time on love obviously it's like oh you didn't love without limits because you had a starting point right right and so by that definition it's like yeah obviously mm-hmm. we will never be that because god is the only one that is without a start which right. is insane to think about as right. it is um but yeah as if we just sidebar that then and we just talk about like Will we get to the place where we can love? If that wasn't limiting factor, then yeah, I would say we can eventually. Yeah. Right, but right. I don't. Yeah, like it's it's neither here nor there. I guess necessarily. Yeah, it's really but interesting. It is super like interesting. If thought. you think about it, like if we couldn't love unconditionally here, say we just had our normal love here, and then we go to heaven, we're completely sanctified, we made that choice. There's no more sin. There's no more all of these things. Um, you could still say us loving previously unconditionally. And then us, like, starting to love unconditionally would be a limiting factor on loving unconditionally. I think the, just for me, I think the only way that unconditional love can be achieved is if the being exhibiting the love or that is the love um, has no limiting factors on him. So God, by not having any limiting factors, by being all-powerful everywhere and having all knowledge, he's not bound by space because he's everywhere, time because he's a created thing and he's outside Mm -hmm. of it, right? Or knowledge in his action. So he's not bound by any of those things. So his love can technically be limitless or unconditional, right? Mm-hmm. But us as human beings will always be finite, always having those created limits on us. So technically we'll always have some sort of technical definition of, uh, of limit on our love, yeah. um, making it unconditional. But again, it depends on your definition of unconditional love, again, depending on how far you're taking those yeah. conditions to be and in it, love. And w- w- do you think... And this is just me thinking out loud because this thought just came to my head. Mm-hmm. So like, we would say God is unconditional love because love is a part of his character. It's part of who he is. Mm-hmm. And so he can't deny that. He is love, right? Because he is love, he is the essence of perfect love. Yeah. Do you think that love, in the same way that it is part of God, is part of the human? Does that make sense? Like, Is it, is it in our nature to be loving? Uh, our new nature, I would say. Our new nature, right. Because I'm thinking like, a, a reason we could say God's love is unconditional is because it's who he is, mm-hmm. right? He will love without conditions due to the fact that it's just part of his reality. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I'm wondering in our, part, in our reality, like, okay, as a human in our reality, is love in our reality? Is that part of when we were created, our 
like things we're given as our being mm-hmm. is the, the capacity to love. And I'd say obviously the capacity to love, yes. And before the fall, yes. But now where we are now, I think mm-hmm. we don't necessarily go there directly. Yeah. I'd say if you just take out the word unconditional, right? In, in that its definition, we're sort of um, not confused over, but trying to muddle with a little bit. Mm-hmm. We just take that away and we, we more talk about like broken love and perfect love instead of unconditional, right? Um, I think then you could say we love now with a broken love, but when we're fully sanctified, right, living in the mm-hmm. kingdom, then we will have a perfect love, right? right? right. And so whether or not that's unconditional, right, it, it will still be perfect, right? Yeah, so like God, God being the standard of love and us being in a new nature, being his children, we do have him inside of us, which is love. So we do have his perfect love inside of us. So it would forego that we would have that perfect love later on, if that makes sense. Right. And I, I, like, I like saying perfect love better, I guess, than, uh, like, I, I would say, yes, as a Christian, you will eventually get to the point of being able to achieve perfect love, mm-hmm. not on this world, but in the, ne- in the new world to come. Right. And maybe not unconditional love, and I'm okay with that because if God is the only one that has unconditional love, then I'm very okay with, like, giving that to him and, and resting in that mm-hmm. and saying, hey, you are king of kings, you're lord of lords, you obviously have things that we don't. If you're the only one with unconditional love, that makes sense. We are mm-hmm. cre- created beings, and by created beings, that's what you said, is a condition. So yeah. the capacity of love that we're able to experience is conditional on how we've been created. Mm-hmm. And if we haven't been created with the ability to have unconditional love, then we would have a cap, and it would probably just be a perfect love. Right, right. So Yeah. I think an application of this is that we can still try to love the best way we can, right? Just because we can't achieve um, an unconditional love or a perfect love yet, we're still being sanctified. We're still reaching out and being trained, being changed for that perfect love, mm-hmm. right? So, like, the purpose of us living on this life is several different things. Um, one, to share the gospel, but also one, to continue to be sanctified yeah. and learn what it's like to grow in that perfect love, right? Yeah. So. Like, that's what we can continue to do. That's what the application of this conversation is, mm-hmm. is that we may not be able to love unconditionally, by definition of unconditional, um, but we can continue to grow in our ability to love and serving and dedicated love to others, right? Right. And I guess that was, like, a question that we all should take time to ask ourselves is, like, where have I been doing a good job of pursuing perfect love? Mm-hmm. And where do I need to start adding more intentionality in that? Yeah. Right. As we reflect on this mirror of First Corinthians 13, it's like, okay, am I being patient? Am I being perfectly patient? Obviously, you're never going to be perfectly patient. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's eventually, at least on this world, this side of the of eternity, and so we can always be pursuing that. Or like maybe like so maybe one of us has a, or some of us have different things that are, are different crutches or different weaknesses as far as the standard of love. And I'm looking at this where it says, um, it does not seek its own. It's not provoked. Um, I would say I can be, I'm pretty patient as a person, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, my capacity of patience is, is bigger than it used to be, but I still think I have room to grow in the idea of being provoked, mm-hmm. right? Even just sitting and thinking about lunch today, our friend went and like took something off my plate for food, and I was like mm-hmm. mad at him. I was like, what are you doing? And he's like, what do you mean? It's fine. I was like, no, it's not. Don't touch my food. Mm-hmm. And I was like upset about it, and that I got provoked, right? Yeah. And so in that aspect, I could grow in, in loving uh, my neighbor in that right. regard of not being so provoked. Yeah. And so I think, yeah, just it's like the implications of con- unconditional love 
for us mean that because there's a source of unconditional love, it means that we can achieve perfect love Mm -hmm. or we can move in that way, but you will only achieve perfect love actually in the, in the cross. Right. Right. Absolutely. So do you have any, any other thoughts? No, that's it. I would say to recap, human beings definitely have a capacity to love. We were created by the ultimate lover and the person that, or the thing that is love, right? The person that is love. And Obviously, we fell, and we've fallen mm-hmm. short of that standard of love now, but God has come, and he sanctified us by our choice in believing him again, um, whether or not you believe in choice, and, <laughs> um, and now we're being sanctified to his love again, right? Yeah. And so we may not be able to love unconditionally or perfectly yet, but we're headed in that direction to be able to love perfectly. Mm-hmm. So human beings cannot love, by definition, unconditionally, what we talked about today, but we're headed towards that perfect love, and that's what we're continuing to be refined mm-hmm. by every day. And it would be as, and for us Christians, right? The idea is that just because we won't get there in this life doesn't mean we neglect pursuing that. Yeah. And so pursue perfect love by being submitted to God's perfect love mm-hmm. and, and letting Him change your life and shape our life. Yeah. You know, there's so much about, um, you know, renewing our minds and, and being submitted to God and all that and, this, and sanctification, like we're talking about. Right. So don't neglect sanctification because you'll never get there perfectly yet. Mm-hmm. You know, God still has so much that He wants to grow us in before we die and before we get there because it, it not only it changes us to be like God and brings us joy, but it also gets other saints along the way. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's a really good thing to do. So keep pursuing God and, and don't just let the idea that we're not going to get there right now stop you from moving in that direction. Yeah. All right, guys. Nice. Well, Thanks for we'll listening, see. everybody. Check us out on all the social medias. Yep. Patreon. TikTok, Patreon, Instagram, YouTube. We got it all. Come all check us out. Yeah. It's going to be a good time. All right. See you guys. Have Adios. a good week.